It is a Monday morning. Only oh, it's not a football Monday morning. We didn't play any football. Hey, we have Monday night football game. No, we don't have a Monday night football game. We have a Tuesday night football game that we're prepping for. A lot of spit has gone down since you last saw your Birds 365 Macamac duo. Uh, no Eagles game. Uh, COVID is once again taking over the National Football League, and we have a lot of ways to break it down. Jody Mac, Johnny Mac here with you on a non-football Monday. John McMullen, what did you do with your unsupervised, unscheduled, make it up as you go along football weekend? Uh, well, I was dealing with too many uh, COVID. You know, I, I thought it was done with research papers, Jody. Now I'm <laughs> going to the Lancet uh, to, to, to find... Uh, uh, you know, papers on the new variant. And uh, I just, I just want to poke myself in the eye, but you know, it, it became that type of weekend because you have one side arguing, Oh, the league is screwing the Eagles, which they're not. I, I can't, I, I just can't take it, Jody. And, and then, and by the way, that's what they believe at the Novacare complex. They do. And I'm like, and I'm trying to explain to guys, and I'm like, it's not, it's bad luck. It's not optimal for the Eagles, but they got caught up in a bad situation. The league reacted. And I'm happy Peter King, your boy, you, who you love, brought out and confirmed my reporting because what some with Peter King does, it, it carries heft, the exact same thing. Um, and, and, and that's what went on. The league, the league, this is how I explain it, Jody. The league didn't derail the Eagles season. They saved the Eagles season and they saved 31 other team seasons because if we, if, if they didn't change their testing protocols, this thing would have spread like wildfire throughout the entire league. You'd have massive COVID list in every city. And, you know, people don't believe that there's a tremendous amount of you risk. Just look at what's going on in the NBA in the NHL, NHL sure. and society as a whole. Don't believe the NFL. I get why people don't want to believe the NFL. The NFL is a shady operation. I'll be the first. I say it all the time. You know, I, especially I, when it comes to things. I would like, say I would say greedy more than shady. Greedy. I don't think they're shady, but they're ultimately well, greedy. Well, they're they're shady at times. You're right. Greedy is the end game, and they're shady at times because of that greed. I I I would put it at, at like that. In this particular instance, though, um, I, I applaud them because this is typically a very reactive league. And they finally did something proactive. And I, I think it's going, I, I don't think, I know it's going to save the season. And, you know, I think it'll be the first step for society as a whole because society put, puts way too much weight on what the NFL does which they shouldn't, but they do, because it is just craziness, craziness that we keep testing healthy, asymptomatic people for a very... Remember, this is not the original variant of the virus. This is, um, this is a very mild form of the virus. And I, I mentioned... 80% of uh, at least of the Washington football team, the guys that were on their COVID list were healthy and asymptomatic, didn't feel any symptoms at all. Peter King got, obviously because of who he is, got to talk to Ron Rivera, got to talk to Alan Sills. Every, all but two 
So it was way over. It was way over 80%. All but two of the players on the COVID list for the Washington football team were completely healthy and asymptomatic. Same holds true for Cleveland. Same holds true for the Los Angeles Rams. Those were the three teams caught in it. There's no conspiracy. They're not trying to screw the Eagles season. They're not. I promise you. Now you I men- promise you. You mentioned uh, that they're saying the same thing down at the Novacare complex. When you said that, who were you referring to? What did you mean by, yes, Eagle fans are all going, <laughs> they're out to get us. It's a conspiracy. Grassy Knoll. No one loves the Eagles. Yeah, I get that. Um, what do you mean well, by I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the Eagles are that. Uh, out over the top uh, as far as conspiracy grassy no but they were very upset that the game was moved and they felt that they did all the right things with the protocols and they were punished some of the same some of the same themes just not quite as over the top but they knew something was coming down um you know one high-profile m- m- person in the organization was checking his Apple Watch every five minutes, looking for the NFL's, you know, a- answer because they they had an inclination it was going to be uh, moved back, and it ultimately was moved back. And the league didn't involve them in the process. And guess what? They didn't involve uh, Cleveland. And, and, well, uh, that, that, I should uh, let me make it. One of the problems is Jody. J.C. Treader is the president of the Players Association. And J.C. Treader is the starting center for the Cleveland Browns, who were one of the teams uh, caught up. There's where the shady part comes in, because J.C. Treader, there's a little bit of awkwardness there. There's no question he uses the power of his position to help his team at times, and I think he did. Um, However, this is what the NFL wanted. So if that's what pushed J.C. Treader and the union, and by the way, it's what the players wanted as well, the vast majority of players. The guys who were holding it up were, were the power brokers at the union. If pushing the game back two days for the Cleveland Browns helped push them over the finish line, eh, that's the messy part. I can listen to that part of the conspiracy. Everything else, no. Nothing yeah. to do with anything. Yeah, you kind of touched on what has annoyed me over the last, 48, 72 hours. Um, I get the NFL and why they did what they did. They are a stone-cold, greedy league. They're always bowing to the almighty dollar. I think they make decisions because of that as the lead reason to do things. They will, of course, deny that. They'll talk about player health and safety. Uh, it's a nice little cover-up, but I yeah, think that, that they do that things. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, but here's the one thing that I don't get. And, yeah, I was on the radio over the weekend, talked to fans, uh, getting the uh, feel of the the way the fans are looking at uh, certainly listen to WIP here in Philadelphia. So I know Philadelphia fans and readily admit the Eagles got the short end of the stick here. If anybody got screwed uh, more than the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to tell me who they are because the Eagles actually had a home game. They, they, they were sitting on a home game. So their fans have to readjust, not play on a Sunday, have to play on a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. You just don't play games on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in the National Football League. Uh, They have to turn around and play on four days rest against the Giants. Yeah, they got screwed more than anybody else, and and that's unfortunate. 
And if you want to complain about it, Eagle fans, you can. It's not going to change a thing, but you've got reason to complain about it. So people are killing the NFL, which means they're killing Roger Goodell. He, of course, has to be the guy who's going to take all the you-know-what. He gets paid enough for it, so I'm not going to shed a tear for him or start a GoFundMe page for Roger Goodell, <laughs> but that that's his job. He's got to get rained down on with all the crap. Nobody mentions, except for John McMullen, you just said it, and you were 100% right. The players are partners in this. The NFL can't change any of their protocols without an agreement from the players. Roger Goodell can't just wave his magic wand and say, all right, now wait a minute. I know we said we're going to test twice before you can get back on the field. We're going to cut that to one. We're going to cut that back. He can't do that without the okay of the union. So if you're going to get mad at Roger Goodell and you can, Eagle fans, you got to get mad at Fletcher Cox and uh, uh, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and everyone else because they're part of the union and their union is signing off on the changes the NFL is making. So when you get your mat on and go ahead, make sure you share it with everyone across the board who has anything to do with what's transpired in the league in the last four days. And that means your very own Philadelphia Eagle players too. Because their union allowed the movement of this game, the changing of the rules and everything else. And I hear none of that from the fans. None of the fans want to blame their hometown players. They want to just completely shoot all their slings and arrows at Roger Goodell. He should get a lot of it, but he shouldn't get all of it. No, I mean, that. You, I, I talk about it all the time. I was just talking about it uh, with somebody else the other day that the job people don't understand. Oh, it was uh, 97.5. They put up a, uh, um, a poll and said, is Roger Goodell a good commissioner? And you know the result of that poll. It was about 85% no, 50%. And I said, of course, getting myself in trouble, as I tend to do. Well, you know, from his boss's perspective, he's a great commissioner. He does his job. His job is a lightning rod. People don't understand what his job is. So the whole, my point is the whole reason you did this poll, I was trying to make them understand, is the reason he's a good commissioner. You're focusing all your hate, all your angst on Roger Goodell, and you don't see the real power brokers in the background, the real guys responsible for the decisions you hate, and that's the owners, and that's why they think he's a phenomenal commissioner, and that's why they love the job he does, because he's willing to sit out there and take the slings and arrows. And, you know, as we know with mental health, that can be difficult at times. Uh, but going down uh, another path as far as the players, look, it's not like the union, and this is, you know, every year I, I put it in this, I'll give you this example, Jody. Um Every year in the draft, and this year it would probably be Bryce Young, who just wins the Heisman Trophy, right? And, you know, he, he's not eligible for the draft yet. You know, he's got to wait another year. And you'll get all these, even really smart people, even attorneys, they should be able to, to, to turn pro if he's good enough to play in the NFL. And I'm like, you're wasting your breath. You're blaming everything on the NFL. The union agreed to that rule. The union is a part of that rule. The union is the one that stops players from uh, entering the draft early. They're involved in these decisions, and they're involved in all these decisions. Where I will say I'll put it a little bit different. The, the, it's not like the rank and file is saying, 
is voting and saying, okay, we, we, we want to approve this. The guys approving it are the J.C. Treaders of the world. Right. The but, but the which players, they, the players yes, elected those they elected power them, brokers like, within the union. So even though on every single decision, yes. they might not be individually consulted and be able to cast yeah. a vote, they already casted their vote for the guys yeah, that represent them. the same thing them. as the government when we have awful politicians and sometimes they make awful decisions that aren't that are in their best interest, but and not the the rank and file's best interest. Sometimes that does happen. This is not one of those times. The vast majority of players will be happy about these protocols. The vast majority of the Eagles will be happy about these protocols. Maybe not this week, but they will be very happy moving forward. Much happier moving forward. Um, and 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 by the way, as far as you're right, as far as the schedule. It's not easy to have a short week, but come on, Jody. If they bring their B, this is how I described it. It's going to be running in Philly boys this morning at some point. If they bring their B minus game over the next week at Lincoln financial field, they're going to be eight and seven and they're going to be in position to make the final push to the playoffs and whether they make it or not. I mean, Washington is still crippled. We got to see. They might get Taylor Heineke back. They might not. They might get Kyle Allen back. They might not. Garrett Gilbert might still be starting on Tuesday night. Um, the New York Giants. Anybody watched the New York Giants yesterday? Now they're talking about starting Jake Fromm. Oh, you you, you got a short week? Well, at least it's the New York stinking Giants. And don't give me they lost to him once. Yeah, that was the worst loss in the history of mankind. Losing to him again would, would be even worse. You don't even have to bring your A game. They're going to win both of these football games unless they totally, totally, you know what the bet. Right, so more... I, uh, that part I, I don't even get, to be honest. One more thing I want to run by, and then we'll actually start talking about the matchup between the Eagles and the Washington football team, which we can't do justice to today because we don't know who's going to get cleared over the next 24, 48 hours, but we got to do it anyway. Uh, you know, I love my hypothetical questions. I'm going to put a hypothetical question to you and I have an opinion on the answer as well, but I got to get yours first. If you got all the Philadelphia Eagles in the room, count the guys, all the votes count exactly the same. Uh, for the 53 men on the roster, the practice squad guys, sorry about that. You're on the practice squad. You don't get a vote on this. This is the guys who are going to be capable of playing. And or if you're a guy who's normally on the, the roster, 53-man roster, but you're out for this given week and the Eagles have one of those, Landon Dickerson, we'll get to that in a second. If you asked all of them to cast a vote, if Roger Goodell, in his uh, ever-powerful stance, said, you know, I kind of screwed the Eagles because of the, the flair for Washington, we got to make a decision on this game. We could push it back again, or we could just give you guys a forfeit. We'll give the Philadelphia Eagles a victory. We'll deem this game 2 nothing. Philadelphia Eagles, you guys win, uh, get you that much closer to a playoff spot. But oh, by the way, in the bylaws of the NFL, if a forfeit is granted, nobody gets paid. The Washington football team doesn't get paid, but neither do you guys. So all of you Eagle players making whatever salary you're making, 
one seventeenth or about six percent of your salary ain't coming through in your check this week. Here's the deal, guys. You get the vote. Do you want to play? Do you want to wait two more days? Do you want to get this game in? Or do you want to put the big W on the board and get the 500 for the year? But no, it's going to take 6% of your salary to do so. What do you think the vote would be of the 53 Eagles who are allowed to vote in that game? Um, 106 to nothing. I think they would vote twice, all of them, <laughs> to play the game. Um, yeah, I mean, no. There's not even an inkling of accepting a forfeit, not getting a, a, a paycheck. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about adults playing a kid's game and, uh, you know, and that's what professional athletes do, but they become business people. And from that perspective, they are not like fans remotely at all. And the most important thing is getting that paycheck. And by the way, it should be. A lot of these guys have families. A lot of these guys have um, people they have to take care of, what they're, whether it's their parents. They're very young. They're responsible. They have mortgages. They have car payments. They have all those real-world wonderful problems yeah. the rest of us have. And getting paid is the most important thing of all to everybody who has a job. And they are not issuing a paycheck to get a forfeit against a Washington football team they think they're going to beat, and they think they're going to be beat pretty handily. Now, that doesn't mean, again, they're not pissed off and they think the game should have been played on Sunday because they do. But, um, look, they got caught up into it, as I said. But that's all it is. That's all it is. They got caught up with a cluster of, of positives that also include included teams in Cleveland and Los Angeles. And remember, think about the geography, Jody. And this is my biggest problem with the Eagles. They think, well, we we followed all the protocols. Well, let, let's well, we got to go to break, and we'll talk about this after. All right, and all of a sudden, Landon Dickerson tests positive magically. Oh, you're following all the protocols. It's incredible hubris to think you're going to stop this. And you say, well, we, you know, we're doing a better job than Washington. Washington's on the East Coast. Cleveland's in the Midwest. It's almost perfect, sort of, you know, depending who you talk to. And Los Angeles is on the West Coast. Right. Again, NBA, look at what's going on. NHL, look at what's going on. Society as a whole, the case spikes. If they didn't change their thought processes from cases to sick people, this 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 season wasn't going to finish, period. They couldn't possibly have gotten the season in. And, again, I don't want to talk too much about the virus itself and i don't know about how you compare the delta virus against the omicron virus and the there is evidence that this one is quote unquote weaker than the original covid that hit our shores but we're basing that evidence on the fact that players are saying yeah i'm testing positive but i feel great i could give well, you that, 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 and that's why i say and, and they're all out there forget about the nfl and that's why i'm looking at the lancet which is you know one of the biggest medical journals and i don't want to be these studies have been out there long before the nfl long before the nfl omicron as you mentioned 70 percent more contagious that's what the experts who don't work for the nfl believe much much less uh, uh serious as far as long-term disease and things like that. These things are already out there. 
They were out there long before the NFL brought this up. The problem is society as a whole is crippled because they're afraid to do anything. And in this one case, greed turned us in the right direction. It really did. Greed turned us in the right direction. Because I don't want to say the NFL is doing this out of altruism. They are not. They are doing it, as you mentioned, Jody, out of greed. It worked. Often it doesn't work. This time it worked. When, when in doubt, talking about the NFL, follow the money. It will probably take to, take you to your destination point. All right, he's John McBone. I'm Jody McDonald. We thought for sure we were going to be here this morning talking about an Eagles game. Probably an Eagles victory. Won't say definitely. Probably an Eagles victory over the Washington football team. That didn't happen. We all know by now game has been postponed to tomorrow night, 7 p.m. And all right, quick. I know we got to get the break, but just a quick question for you football type question not an armicron virus type question two nfl games played tuesday night and both start at seven o'clock why why would you not that like here tonight on monday night you got a five o'clock start and then you got the regular monday night starting time why did they go with split time why didn't they go with split times on tuesday we're going to get to see the Eagles Washington here in Philadelphia. We understand that. But we're going to miss the other Monday night game. And if you have some interest in seeing as much NFL football as possible, you're not going to get to see that other game because it's basically going to be blacked out here. Each market will get their own team and there'll be a national game. And I don't even know who's going to get a larger segment of the national broadcast. I'm sure they're going to split it somehow. Why do you think they schedule both for the same time? <clears throat> I, I I don't know. I can only speculate. You know, one of the things, they could have had a 4 o'clock game on NFL Network. They could have had an 8 o'clock game on Fox. I guess they didn't want to push it back another hour. Like, that matters. Who knows? You know, they they obviously TV has a big part of this as well, which we haven't even brought up. And the fact that they love, you know, when they get to put NFL programming on weird nights because their ratings are going to go up. Um, so they wouldn't have had a trouble finding a window. My, my guess is one of certain teams would have been complaining about the earlier window. And obviously the late window would have been obvious, uh, from a perspective of, of who's playing and what's happening. Um, they would have complained. Yeah, and one's an so East Coast game, put, one's a West Coast game. Yeah. It's pretty obvious which one was going to Well, that's switch, what I mean. Right? But when you talk, when you start talking about preparation time and all the other stuff and all the, the ancillary and all, everybody would have been, they're already complaining. So they said, no, same time, same window. That's my guess. Here's, just now, guess. This, this is probably going to tick some people off. Those that enjoy are right now enjoying having their mat on here in Philadelphia because the Eagles got the short end of the stick. The Eagles actually would have been benefited by having the game played at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock because that gives them that much more time to rest, to get ready for the Giants the week after. They've got more time than they need to prep for this game because not only did they have an extra two games, they're coming off their bye. They haven't been on the field in forever, it seems like. So if they had played this one a little bit earlier, it would have been better for the football team known as the Philadelphia Eagles. You know who it's worse for? the 70,000 people that are going to go down to the stadium. 
because and if you move the game up to 4, 430, now you actually have to leave work early. Instead of getting out of work at 5 and hustling your way down to uh, the Lincoln Financial Field. And the Flyers are playing, although they might not be playing. Right. You don't know that for a yeah. fact. They're scheduled to play as yeah. of right now. Um, but maybe the maybe the league throw through the Eagle fans a bone and said, we can't, nah, we can't I schedule. Think, I don't think so. You don't think that was Un- Unfortunately, and this is the part, you brought this up and I should have, and I know we got to get the break. So last thing, I, I went off on a tangent. I should have mentioned, I don't think about lo- the logistics of it uh, for fans, and that's my fault uh, because they have to uproot their lives. And either does the league, to be honest. And that's why I don't think about it. Um, and they know you're not turning off the TV. You know, you've heard me say that a million oh, times. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They I'm, know. I'm sorry. They know they're going to get eyeballs to sets no matter what time, no matter what day. Did you see the number that Fox did for the Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers? Yeah, yeah. The biggest Thursday night game in the history of the – yeah, yeah. The NFL is doing just fine with its product on television. All right, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with the Eagles. We'd like to keep it on the field, but the Omicron virus keeps dragging it off the field, so we have to react to that as well. We'll come back and give you that much more on this upcoming showdown between Washington and Philadelphia. Who is going to play in this game? We still don't know. We'll break all that down for you. Hour number two, we're going to get our buddy Michael K from nj.com up to join us here on birds 365 this is joe kraus of krause's coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter go to krause's coats on facebook to help those who've served have a happy holiday At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's a football Monday. We're the COVID Monday here on Birds 365. Uh, we are still prepping for the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. Game not happening till tomorrow. We do have uh, two games tonight. First, an NFL Network game at 5 o'clock. Nick Mullins to the rescue. We'll see what Nicky Mullins can do for the. You know he can't play. Uh, Brown, Browns and the Raiders in the early game today, which is a 5 o'clock start. And then uh, the usual time ESPN for the Bears and the Vikings. And then Tuesday's action, you got the Seahawks and the Rams playing on the West Coast in Los Angeles, and they're starting the game at 4 o'clock locally, which makes it a 7 o'clock game here in town. And the Eagles and the Washington football team are playing at the exact same time. So for those of you sitting at home, not going down to Lincoln Financial Field, thinking you watch two games, no, they'll be both be on the same time, and they will show the Eagle game here in town, which means you will not be able to see the Seahawks and the Rams. I don't know how many people really care about that game. They should because – I think the Seahawks actually have a chance to win the game. And then they could jump into the playoff mix. Uh, if the Rams win, they'll be out of the Eagles. Doesn't change the playoff stance much. Um, but these are uh, four key games. We still have less to play. Usually we have one game left. We still have four games left the week 15 in the NFL schedule. The most important would be the uh, Eagles and the Washington football team. Johnny Mack, I want to ask you about a key guy and what's going to come down Tuesday at Lincoln Financial Field. And that's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Um, from the day he was hired, we've been analyzing, overanalyzing Nick Sirianni here in town. Um, then have the greatest first ever press conference, uh, has handled his business, done what he's done, achieved what he's achieved, missed the mark on this, that, and the other thing. All in all, I think you and I are both uh, pro Sirianni guys. Got to go thumbs up, thumbs down. We're both thumbs up at this time. Um, I feel pretty strongly about that as a first-year coach comparing to all other first-year coaches. I think the Eagles, as of now, and it's still very early in the process, have made a pretty damn good hire. And one of the things I like about Nick Sirianni is I think his players like him. I think they are motivated by him. I think they enjoy playing for Nick Sirianni and the staff that he mostly put together. So I expect this Eagle team, even with the issues they have, even if they might be ticked off, even if they think what happened was unfair, at some point you just got to put that all behind you and narrow focus on the task at hand, which is beating the Washington football team. How much faith do you have in Sirianni that the Eagles will be ready come kickoff tomorrow night? 
Oh, yeah, I have faith. I, and by the way, I think he'll use this, um, you know, as Doug Peterson used to use this type of thing as well, um, us versus them uh, type of uh, sentiment. He'll play up. Yeah, we got screwed. Yeah. You know, let's go out there and prove it to him. Um, so you just have another card to sort of deal from the deck to use. Yeah, I expect the Eagles to be ready. I would be more concerned about Russ than anything else. As you mentioned, they haven't played for a long time. Um, maybe there's a little bit of, of uh, toughness uh, trying to get back on track and trying to get into it, trying to get a flow of the offense. I do expect Jalen Hurts to play. That You know, by the way, that helps. 48 hours, you know. Granted, y y you know, it – it was designed for what it was designed for the Washington football team to put a representative team on the field. And we'll see, by the way, they still have a ton of people on the COVID list. There is no guarantee they're getting off. Um, some of the key ones did most notably Jonathan Allen and, and uh, Montez sweat, but uh, you know, both of the quarterbacks are still on there and, and, you know, Ron Rivera said it was trending well for Taylor Heineke today. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me interrupt you there because uh, you've done medical research, which is more than I've done. Unfortunately. Thank you for that, John. Trending better. What the hell does that mean? Oh, now we got to talk about viral load, Joe. Yes, that's exactly yes. right. Yeah, now it's all about the viral load. So they're trying to gauge how contagious somebody might be and all that kind of stuff. Um. So that's what he meant when he was talking about trending, um, trending in the right direction. Uh, I forget the number. So how, how does how does a team find out what your viral load is? When you test, can you break it down and begin yeah, to see? Yeah, they claim they could break it down. Um, so you know that's another. That's a whole nother. I don't want to go down that. You don't want to go there. I don't want to go. I, down I do, that. and I don't. Because I want to understand it, I just don't want to discuss it and have to understand yeah, it levels. that well that I could give a dissertation on it. But when he said what he said about, well, they're trending in the right direction, I knew it had the CHR. Are those the letters for what you'd be able to? Yeah, 35. I, you got to have uh, 35, the viral load. So This uh, stuff goes over my head. Yeah. I was hoping maybe uh, in all the expert research you did over the weekend, you could uh, break it down to us. They claim that's simply. the number that would indicate, like, uh, uh, Dr. Sills, Alan Sills, who's the NFL's chief medical officer, he had a conference call last week. He, um, trying to update people as best he can, you know, and we're all lay people. Um, so the claim is that, again, the new variant isn't nearly as contagious. He uh, still says there's no evidence at any point, even with the, no, the... The new virus is more contagious. More contagious, I'm sorry. Less serious is what I meant right. to say. Uh, more contagious, less serious. There's still no evidence, their claim, even uh, uh, with the uh, more difficult strains of the virus, there's no evidence of, of on the field uh, 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 contagion infecting another player. That might change. And, and the NFL might have an issue with that if this truly is as contagious as people think it is. Um, and that's why they're concerned with the viral load part of it. And supposedly, uh, if you reach a certain level, um, it's okay. 
Uh, and that's where you do have to rely on the experts because none of us <laughs> certainly have anything to do with that. But he also mentioned, and I think this is the key point, how you know doctors in the real world are handling this now is that they are not testing healthy asymptomatic people. In other words, if you go to your doctor and you're one of the, you know, if you're a hypochondriac, if you're worried about everything, you're completely fine, you have no symptoms, but you think you got it because your brother's cousin's, you know, friend uh, was at a party you know, six weeks ago and somebody got it, they're not going to test you anymore. They might have back in the early stages. They're not going to do that. So they're not going to test um, healthy asymptomatic people. And that's where the NFL is. That's the goal. That's where they should be. They be to be honest, that's where the NBA should be. And they better get there all quick if they want to save their season. NHL, Major League Baseball coming up. Hopefully they'll prove to be a leader. Otherwise, we're not going to play these sports again. Because this virus does seem to be spreading rather easily, even if the players are asymptomatic. And I, I, I'm going to be a killjoy here and probably tick some people off. But I think it's a legit concern. Who decides if someone's asymptomatic? I'll answer that question for myself. Well, there's the, the individual under, does. There's the and then the players all say, "Oh, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine." And then as soon as they get the, from the facilities, yes. they go out there and they blow their nose 147 times. So now, that's that's the only fly yes. in the ointment deciding who is actually asymptomatic. Yes, you hit on the unintended consequence, Jody. And this is my favorite part of the new policy. Uh, and, you know, I shouldn't laugh about this, but if you can't laugh about it, why can't you? Know? You have the TSA portion of the new testing policy, as I like to call it, random testing. So they're going to random test certain people to try to weed out as, that as much as possible. However, you brought up a good point. Playoff push. I got a scratchy throat. Uh, there's going to be a lot of players who aren't self-reporting that. Now, there's some obvious symptoms. If your nose is running uncontrollably, as you mentioned, if you're sneezing a hundred times, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to test you. But anybody who's ever had a cold and a cold, and that by the way, is all of us knows sometimes outwardly, you don't show some, any symptoms, sore throat, scratchy throat, um, you're not congested. You say, I'm fine. I'm going to work. I don't care. Uh, you got to get this done. You got to get that done. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of that. You're going to have a lot of that. And players want to play, man. Right. Uh, the example that you and I gave earlier, if you let the Eagles vote, take a forfeit or take a W. Which way are you going to And they would all say, no, we'll play the game. We want to get paid. Let's play the game. And that's where the money factor as well. But just overall, in general, players want to play. That's what they do. That's what their livelihood is. That's what they're mentally prepared to do. That's what they're geared to do. So they all want to do it. Good for them. We're, we're happy for that. Thank you very much because we enjoy and, watching and you can, play. And Jody, can I give you another unintended consequence? Sure. Because of where we are and because there are unkind people in the world um, 
you're going to have two different camps. You're going to have the one camp who is, for whatever reason, built a identity around this virus, which is kind of weird to me, and thinks you should shut down everything at every point. You have that camp, and then you're going to have another camp uh, who just wants to win the damn football game, who just wants to lay up, who is pissed off because they saw, you know, the funny Urban Meyer quote that uh, was all around all about every week is Alabama. Did you see that? Well, this week wasn't Alabama for the Eagles. They had the rare layup in the NFL. And there are many fans who just wanted to win the game at all costs. If there's not 25 Washington football, I don't care. Give me the win. Well, can you imagine if the Eagles make a playoff run and they're in the playoffs and an important player is self-reporting that he has potential cold-like symptoms? That's not going to go over well. And I hear the point you're making about Urban Meyer every week is Alabama. Well, some Eagle fans were looking at this as, well, this week is North, South, West, East Montana State coming in to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Get that big W, head to the playoffs. Doesn't matter. That's their problem. COVID is their problem. Their testing is their problem. We don't care. Well, now that they pushed it back two days, all of a sudden Landon Dickerson is not playing for the Eagles. Kind of good news, bad news, because Quez Watkins was out and would have been out. Yes, they tested uh, negative yesterday, so he would not have been back in time to play in the game. The Eagles would have been a wide receiver short. But now they're going to go into Tuesday's game a key piece to their offensive line short. Uh, Before I ask you how much of an effect it's going to have on the field, I got a question about where does what does Landon Dickerson do until he gets that negative test that's going to get him back eligible to play? Tomorrow's game, pregame, if Nick Sirianni's going to grab the team and bring them together to say something to them in the locker room, is Landon Dickerson there? Because as you correctly stated or speculated, he may go down Sirianni with his speech, the we did the right thing. They're stiffing us. This is the price we pay for keeping our guys protected. Well, meanwhile, Landon Dickerson's standing there, and he's the one guy who can't play. It's going to be pretty bad for Landon Dickerson if he's well, – how the hell did you test positive? But the rest of us are fine. Uh, so I'm just wondering where Landon will be when Sirianni gives that rah-rah speech to get him ready for the game. Uh, it does kind of suck for him and uh, for the Eagles that did – do the right thing and kept away from testing. Well, this is the interesting part, you know, and a lot of fans have asked me this and I don't know the answer, to be honest. I don't think he is a hundred percent ruled out of this game. Now I, I obtained the memo that was sent to the actual teams and, you know, the GMs and the coaches, and it was decided that it was dated December 18th. And it said, effective immediately, changes in testing protocols. There are, uh, there was other wording that said it'll start after the weekend, which means today, which I think, you know, first day of the business week uh, makes some sense as well. So in theory, either way, the new protocols are already in place. 
so the question is, you know, is there a grandfather clause? Does he have to, uh, none of this is, is, can I run down? Can I get clear cut answers on? Because I don't think anybody has the answers to be honest. Can he test positive or, or I mean, excuse me, test negative or have a viral load to the point that it's not deemed as, as what we just talked about a little bit and get cleared uh, tomorrow. In theory, it's, possible it's probably not likely um because again if you test positive um that means you have the virus in theory unless the it's a false positive so i don't want to get people's hopes up but i but i do want to point out that it's easier to get back on the field starting today or starting over the weekend whenever the starting gun off went off so there's at least a possibility um I, I wouldn't expect it, but if he's ruled out of the game, he's not going to be there, Jody. I mean, if they—that's the whole point. Go quarantine, go home, go go be by yourself, um, and get back as, as quickly as possible. So, you know, he's going to be um, set off adrift on an island to be by himself, and you know, Nick will use it and say, "Man, Landon should be here. We got screwed." See. Because Eagles fans have been saying to me, watch, a bunch of our guys are going to test positive and they're not going to push it back. I said, well, A, that's why they scaled back the, the testing policy. B, wait till today because Landon wouldn't have been able to play yesterday. So if they played Sunday, he wouldn't have been there. And here's the different readings of different memos and definitions and the like that you, me, and everybody else has to deal with. When I uh, read that memo, <clears throat> you said you kind of got it as a beat report. I read it on some website. Here's what I interpreted the weekend as. Once the NFL is done with week 15. Yeah. I, I, well, I've heard that. I should have thrown out. I, I'm positive that. I, I'm pretty positive that's not the case. I think it starts today. Okay. Um, you're, you're looking at a know. regular calendar and yeah. saying the weekend ended at midnight on Sunday and Monday at well, 12.01 a.m. starts and, a new and week. By the way, well, the I NFL asked, week is a little different than everybody else's week. Yeah, and it's different this week because typically it would be just Minnesota-Chicago. No, you have three other games. Um, you could be right. Um, because nobody at the NFL seems to know. Um, but I think it's more of it, it's more of they sprung it on people so late over the weekend. You know, remember a lot of teams are out of the facilities. They're some are traveling, some aren't even in the same city. Uh, they have to get ready. They have to get ramped up. That's why I I think it was it's more about the business day not the business of the NFL and, and the normalcy. Now the teams who are playing, they're in an unnormal situation anyway, but I think the teams that are in their normal week, I think they've already started with the new system, so to speak. All right, Johnny Mac, uh, let's try and take it at least partially back onto the field a little bit here um, because of the postponement, because the game has been pushed back. 54 hours i think that's the math uh six hours above 48 it's a lot um, of prep time that <laughs> and that's right as we've already noted they're coming off their by so 
uh, the extra rest means diddly squat to the Eagles. Just another reason why this was very unfortunate that it had to happen to this football team at this time when they weren't the reason for it. Um, it does potentially, here's looking uh, for the silver lining, it does potentially give Jalen Hurts 54 more hours to get ready for a football game. And we're all waiting to see how much time it's going to take for him to get over the high ankle sprain. And the only thing that heals it is downtime. Well, he got an he bought into an extra 54 hours. He had nothing to do with, but he got it. You've been uh, viewing what he can or can't do in practice slash walkthroughs and the like. And uh, the Eagles are certainly not going to tell anyone whether he's going to start, whether he's going to play, whether he's going to be active, whether he's going to be in the press box. Do you think the 54 hours makes any difference? Do you think it improves his chances to start in the game and or be active? Because we were talking last week, you and I debated it. Uh, if he can't start, if you think that Gardner Minshew gives you the better, best chance to start the game, do you have Jalen Hurts be the backup in case Minshew goes down? Because, yeah, you're going to need to win this game. And sorry, I'll take an 85% uh, Jalen Hurts over 100% reads net. And I would actually have him on the field as a backup. You went down the, oh, you want to cause that quarterback controversy road. The only way you avoid it is by having Jalen not play at all. Does the extra 50-some-odd hours change uh, the Eagles' position as to who's going to be playing quarterback and when in the game on Tuesday? Yeah, I, I think it changes dramatically, but only be only because of the health of Jalen Hurts and the more time you have uh, in between the injury and you continue to rehab and you continue to do all the things you're supposed to do and all of the um, – stem work with the trainers and the medical staff and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it just gets you two extra days to get back uh, on the field at a more optimal level. Um, I don't think it changes the mentality. If they say he's not playing, I don't think he's dressing as a backup. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen at any point. Um, if he's dressed, he's playing. Um, and, uh, now, at that case, you know, then if he gets hurt again and and and, and Gardner comes in, fine. But I, I don't think they want to open that can of worms. So I never thought that was even on the table, him being, oh, he's 85%, he's going to be the backup. You're right. Jalen Hurts at 85% is better than Reed Sinet. The Eagles just aren't going down that road. They're not going down that road. Um when Jalen Hurts is ready to play, oh, he's going to be on the field. And I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need to. Let's say that happens. Let's say Gardner Manchu plays and Jalen Hurts is uh, not even active for the game. And Gardner Manchu gets hurt and the Eagles are winning the game. And Reed Sinet is put into the game and he turns it over and he fumbles. He gets hit blindside, coughs it up, and the Eagles end up losing to Washington. Would I not be in my rights on Wednesday to come on here and on Birds 365 and just lambaste the entire Eagle organization for hey, you can do that priority? At any point. Not, well, I get it, <laughs> but uh, you get the point I'm I trying to make. Point. Yeah. They're prioritizing no. staying away from a quarterback controversy over 
having the two best quarterbacks that give them a chance to win a game that they desperately want to win. Isn't that just nuts? Well, uh, two things. I think, yes, you'd be within your rights to bring that up if, if that hypothetical came to pass and certainly reach and that cost them a football game. Um, but I would say they're willing to gamble that that's not going to happen. Um, and everything is a gamble. And, you know, it happens all the time in the NFL. Uh, there are other issues, you know, the games in life in general and and players are not in a vacuum. And there are other things you have to weigh. And, and I agree with the Eagles on this for, uh, for what it's worth. I don't agree with their take on how badly they got screwed, but I agree with their mentality here. It's not worth it. it, it it's... It's, you know, from a pure logic standpoint with no uh, nuance, I agree with you. Best players should be on the field. Best players should be dressed if he's not ready to go. Uh, but he's still better than Reed Sinet as an emergency quarterback, so to speak. I agree with you in a vacuum in the real world. Uh, I agree with him. I don't want to go down that road. And, and, you, you roll the dice, as you often do in life. We roll the dice when we cross the street, Jody, especially in, in, a, in a large city and cars are flying by. Hey, you gamble a little bit, and, and this is a good gamble. It's not like, oh, 50-50. Um, it's the right thing to do. And by the way, I don't think it's going to matter because Jalen Hurts is going to be healthy and gen not healthy, not 100% most likely, but Jalen Hurts is going to be uh, starting on Tuesday night. I wasn't sure of that on Sunday. You know, he did, he was back as a full participant. Um, so obviously things were trending in the right direction. But just from watching him Friday, again, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. When the Eagles do their stretching routine, he looks fine when they're going straight ahead. When they start to do side to side things, he still looks like he's struggling a little bit. And that raised some eyebrows. But, yeah, I think he's going to start, so it's not going to matter. Uh, give me a Johnny Mac percentage. Percentage chance Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback tomorrow for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm way over 50 now. So, I mean, here's the thing about this Tuesday. You know, the Eagles have extra time. We don't have extra time. They're – there was no media access over the weekend. There's no media access today. So I haven't gotten to see him. Last time I saw him was Friday. I was iffy. I'm just going on, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, and where he is and just the natural evolution of what worst-case scenario is probably a four-week injury. He's getting closer to that demarcation line. So I'm at 75, 80%. Maybe that's a little bit low. And, uh, you know, we got to check with uh, so somebody punch up D-Gun's Twitter because he's got uh, one, one of the best uh, pipelines into the Eagles locker room as far yeah, as... Yeah, D-Gun will have it today because they're going to have... Today remembers like Saturday on a normal week. So they're going to have a... Uh, they're going to have a walkthrough and to have situational meetings. And the players are going to be made aware of 
who the starting quarterback is going to be. And D Gunn's probably going to get it before anybody else. Yeah, he's he's got some uh, seriously good ties into that locker room. All right, John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. Uh, I see on our screen here, we got 180 of you guys tuned in right now. We got one like, one, one today. What <laughs> it? Because we're talking about the virus. Is nobody not like? I know, I get it. Some people are very sensitive. They don't want to talk about it. John and I would prefer not to talk about it. But oh, we God, have to. Yes. But we have to because it's affecting the, the, the Eagles haven't played yet this week. Why? Because of the virus. So, yes, we have to talk about it. I hope that's not the reason why you guys aren't hitting that like button. John, what should they do? Uh, like, share, and subscribe there you to go. the Jacob Media YouTube channel. What do are we that. up to? I, we are up. Uh, I always like to. Uh, I'm not a math guy. You're you're the math guy, Jody. So I think I think when I started, uh, we're like fifty. Now we're well over nine thousand. So give me a percentage increase there of 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 of, of where we are. Nine thousand what? <laughs> subscribers oh okay i don't I, your guess is as good as mine oh i know we got 182 people watching right now and we've had all of one like today come on hit that button we could use the love uh i don't understand the way the whole mathematics of it work uh but they tell me and john's very good at uh, put it out there for you like share and subscribe to the channel I think we got a lot of subscribers that are already watching. So if we got any newbies that haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to the channel. You can surely hit the like button and share us as well. Uh, the Birds 365 Mac and Mac guys could use your help. Thank you very much in advance. We'll come back, continue the conversation and showdown with the uh, Wideman football team and the Eagles. Michael K from NJ.com going to hop aboard. Oh, uh, all right. Nobody's watching right now, right? Are we going to ask him any wrestling questions? If nah, Krause, I, Krause's I, definitely not watching now. So you know, uh, are you going to fire a wrestling question? Yeah, I'll Michael probably Kane fire one. Well, I I tend to close it out with a wrestling question to Mike because uh, Mike's a big fan. But you know, I thought that uh, you were going to go in a different direction. I thought you and Mike were going to were going to gang up on me this morning and say the Eagles got screwed. So I'm happy it's now. Uh, you don't think the Eagles got screwed. No. I don't think the Eagles got Mike thinks the Eagles got screwed. No, they. It, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying that they didn't get disadvantaged. If that's oh, right. yeah. But, it's not optimal, as I've described, but right, they'll be fine. No, be fine. Uh, to use your own word, did the Eagles get screwed? Yes. Is there anything they could have done about it? No. Was it purposeful that they were trying to take a piece of the hide of the Philadelphia Eagles? No, of course not. They were protecting their entire league and all their teams. They weren't looking to stick it to the Philadelphia Eagles. They did. They stuck it to the Eagles, but they weren't looking to do it. They no. didn't do it on purpose. They didn't do it with malice the way some Eagle fans are suggesting the league did. But they well, got well said, Jody. Better said than me. See, I should have listened to you. And by the way, the percentage increase on, on the YouTube channel, uh, wow. Uh, I, can't even, I can't even explain how much we've increased. So thanks to the fans. Uh, but, but we could still use more. Yeah, we can still use more. 
we can certainly still use more, but so, well over uh, almost a a two thousand uh, percent increase, much yeah. much higher than that. Yeah, Tremendous. Well, we appreciate those who appreciate us. Those of you who haven't yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Like, share, subscribe. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We are your birds, Mac and Mac and Mac uh, 365 guys. Coming back, we'll continue the look at the Washington football team against the Eagles and prepare for Michael K of NJ.com to join us. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We would be John McMullen and Jordan McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. That was number two on a Monday where we were thought we were going to be talking about the Eagles 
after a game, after a victory of the Washington football team. Didn't happen. COVID kicked in. The league started to juggle some balls. They end up suspending or postponing the game till Tuesday night, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and we all just have to deal with it. But the Eagles have to find a way to win this football game. And because we've been so distracted and there are so many different ways of looking at what happened and why it happened and how the NFL reacted and how the Eagles are being unfairly treated here, uh, that's what we've been talking about for uh, the majority of the first hour of our show. However, they are going to play the game tomorrow, John. And you and I just talked about the quarterback. You gave it a much higher than 50% chance Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter. Even if he is, are the Eagles going to go ground and pound? The Eagles have had ups and downs and runs in their season. Uh The best football they've played is when they run the ball heavily. A lot of that includes Jalen Hurts on uh, quarterback-designed run plays, which he may not be called upon to do as much because of the condition of his ankle, which means that they just handed off to Miles Sanders and maybe a returning Jordan Howard and Kenny Gaywell and uh, Boston Scott. Uh, give us a little crystal ball look at how you think the Eagle offense is going to go against a Washington football team, which is getting guys back. They've got a bunch of guys that were in the testing protocol you told us, what was the number, 21 out of 23? We're screaming and yelling, going, we're fine. Yeah. Why the yeah. hell are we not practicing? Why are we not playing? We, we're not feeling any effects of this positive test. But they still did miss some downtime, some practice, some reps. So it's going to be a uh, not quite 100%. And, oh, by the way, there are still a bunch of guys in the protocol, but they did get a bunch back, too. Um, how is the Eagle game plan going to play itself out on Tuesday night? Yeah, I you know, I think they are going to try to run the football. And we've been through this. We've had sort of this uh, streak of games where they faced teams that had good run defenses on paper and they ran it anyway. And we're in another circumstance of that if you look at Washington. And, you know, their best player is going to be back, and that's Jonathan Allen. And he is a really, really good player. Um, they're much better on paper at run defense than pass defense. Um, so it would make you have cause and say, well, you know, maybe challenge not a hundred percent, as you said, uh, let's try to pass the ball. It's easy to pass the ball on this team. I don't think the Eagles will fall into that trap. Uh, they seem to have corrected that and say, we can run the football on anyone. And they have, they're the number one ranked run offense in the league now officially. They've been off the charts for the past six weeks. However, big part of that was Landon Dickerson and those huge combo blocks on the left side with uh, Jordan Mailata just devastating and dominating people to the point where I was starting to say, you know, when we actually talked about football, you might remember, Jody, I was starting to say, and this is not an insult to Devontae Smith because I think, Devontae Smith is a tremendous player. I think you you know my thoughts on that. However, because of the circumstance of the Eagles and where they are as an offense, I was starting to think to myself, you know what? Landon Dickerson's been more important to this team than Devontae Smith. I see you shaking your head, but you get my point. He's played very well. And he, now he's most likely not going to be in there 
And now you have Suo Pettit. Now, a couple was about two weeks ago who Jason Kelsey said, Sue is a, a Tesla stock, he called him. You know, he, he's about to explode. He's been dominating in practice. Eh, I, I'd rather have landed Dickerson in there. As would I. And here's the reason why I shook my head. Um, they, I get the point you're trying to make, but I think there's a better way to put it. Uh, you said uh, that Landon Dixon, Dickerson's a more important uh, rookie on the Eagles than Devonta Smith. Well, I think the easiest way to determine that is take him out of the lineup, put someone else in his place. Where is the bigger drop-off? You tell me. You put in Suo Peta for Landon Dickerson, or you put... J.J. Arcega Whiteside in for Devonta Smith. Where is the bigger? Where is the bigger drop off? Yeah, but I think that probably has more to sadly more to do with the other player. You know, I I mean we've talked about the Eagles, uh, the other players. We've talked about uh, the Eagles well, receiver you did say issues the on the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles part of that is judging the other players who are coming in to protect. Uh, no, I, I get your, what you're saying, but I guess my, my retort to that would be they're going to run the football in the first, second circumstance, and they're going to run the football in the second circumstance. So that is more of my viewpoint. They're a running offense now, which Eagles fans love, and they should love it. And they're going to run the football with Devontae Smith which doesn't make a lot of sense. You can, you should get them the football and they're going to run the football with JJ Arthur Whiteside. Whereas, uh, you know, and that's not, that's not Devontae's fault. That's just where they are as an offense. So they're going to run the football either way. And the question is, can Suo Peta be the latest? I'm starting to think that Jeff Stoutland has a greenhouse out in the Philly suburbs, and he's just growing guards out there. And we'll see if he's got another one. Uh, maybe he does. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. I, I think Landon Dickerson has really, really started to come on as he's gotten more comfortable, more away from the torn ACL he suffered in December. And, man, some of those combo blocks with – Either way, the Eagles got it right in the first and second round for the first time in a very, very long time. And, you know, maybe stick with that Alabama theme to make here's, here's where I would. Happy. Here's the way I would have described your point. If uh, and, and I'm not disagreeing with your evaluation of the players, just the way that you stated it. If you graded out all the guards in the NFL, the starting guards, in the NFL, that'd be 64 of them, 32 teams, two apiece. And you graded out all the wide receivers, the top two wide receivers on every National Football League team. I would think that, yeah, Landon Dickerson might grade out higher in comparison to all the other starting guards in the league than Devontae Smith would against all the other starting wide receivers in the National Football League. That makes the point you're trying to make. But just in the, 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 the vacuum that it is the Philadelphia Eagles, if the Eagles didn't have Devontae Smith, can you play three safeties in the box? <laughs> uh, the, the other teams would come in here and go, we dare you to throw the football. We're going to put everybody, 12, 11 in the box. We got 11 football players. We're going to put 11 in the box because we don't have any faith you can throw the football at all if they didn't have Devontae Smith. That's why I say he may be more important to the Eagles 
than Landon Dickerson, but it doesn't mean he's been a better rookie player than Landon Dickerson. All right, you're right. Tuo Peta has been getting lots of compliments in practice from his teammates, and they believe he's ready to step in and play. We'll see on uh, Tuesday night if that's actually the case. Uh, you don't believe that's going to change uh, Nick Sirianni's play calling one iota that Dickerson is out of the lineup, do you? I I don't think it will. I I really don't. And remember, you know, we're down, you, you know, forget, you don't even think about Brandon Brooks and Isaac Sayamalu. Brandon we're... Brooks, wait, get Ed Kratz on the line. Nah. Is Brandon Brooks actually getting time this week in practice? And we had a sighting. Is he even in the state of Pennsylvania right now, do we know? No, no sighting, no information, no nothing. Jack Driscoll just had ankle surgery. We knew he was out for the year, but, you know, so now we're down to Nate Herbig and uh, Suo Peta at offensive guard. Um, and you know what? Jeff Stoutland will make him better than at least half what? of the. Uh, and, and, oh, my guard God, duos Eagle fans league. are going to hate that I bring this up, but I have to bring it up. What happens if Kelsey goes out? Um, yeah, that would be interesting. I, you know, they still have, remember, uh, they have Brett Toth, they have LaRaven Clark. Uh, they could bring up uh, Coyote Awasika. I get him thrown into the mix. Luke Jariga's back. They have a lot of bodies. No, I'm, Every, I'm, ta- I'm talking about in game. No, that's in, what I'm saying. Like some, it, you know, one of those one of those guys going to be activated for the game on. Oh yeah, on, understand. Yeah. Remember, if Landon Dickerson's out, you get a COVID replacement, so you can elevate somebody from the practice squad as a COVID replacement. You have your normal practice squad elevations. They could they could activate every single one of those names if they wanted to. They're going to have the ability. Um, I think certainly LaRaven Clark's going to be up. Um, I think certainly Brett Toth is going to be up, and they probably elevate one right, of those but, two. Well, when you say up, they they are eligible to be activated, but you still got to come up with fifty three names on Tuesday night, right? No, well, forty seven, yeah. But I think they're going to dress when I meant. Uh, they're going to dress. Uh, remember, you don't have, um, you're not going to have Landon Dickerson, most likely. Uh, Jack Triscoll's gone. You know, you have room, you have slots to dress guys. They need backup offensive linemen. They're going to dress backup offensive linemen. It's interesting when Kelsey has um, his maintenance days at, at practice, which are quite a few these days. Um, Typically, you know, when that happens and guys are healthy, Nate Herbig is um, takes the center snaps. Well, Nate Herbig has to take the the right guard right snaps. Guard snaps. So Brett Toth has been the one filling in at center uh, for Jason Kelsey when he has his maintenance days. Um, so that would indicate to me that he's going to be up um, and he's going to be dressed. Um and LaRaven Clark, I think, is going to be dressed as a swing tackle, but he could also play guard. Um, and they might even dress, uh, as I said, they might even elevate another one just in case. But uh, they'll have plenty of bodies. That won't be an issue. The question is, are those bodies good enough? And, you know, Jason Kelsey's dealing with a lot of stuff. I think people just assume he's going to make it through the game, just assume he's going to play. That's not He's going to play. 
question is, can he make it through the game? One last uh, question, and then we'll get Michael K of NJ.com up here next. Quez Watkins cleared protocol, so he is back on the active roster, which means he's going to play, means he's going to start. But he did miss a week, but it was a lesser week to begin with. John McMullen prognostication. Who gets more snaps this week, Jalen Rager or Quez Watkins? Well, again, it always depends. Are they going to run for 200 yards or are they going to run for 80 yards? If it's, you know, uh, if they're going to have to throw the football more, in other words, uh, if they're playing a lot of 11, if they're playing a lot of 11 personnel, I think it's Quez Watkins. If they're playing more 12 and 13 because they're dominating and they're just running the football, I think Jalen is, again, sort of the crash test dummy to to seal the edge and as they just run the football. So everything is dependent, but if they need to throw the ball, I would say Quez Watkins. We shall see. Got to wait to Tuesday night to find out. All right. Mac Mac taking a quickie birds 365 timeout. When we come back, Michael K of NJ.com. There you go. Beat is going to hop aboard here with us on birds 365. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence, turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? 
Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Mac here with you on Bird Street 65. We have an esteemed guest joining us, Michael K from NJ.com. What's that hat you got on? I knew you were going to ask me this, and I didn't prepare well. I just saw it on Amazon. It looked really cool and comfortable. I think it's Mountain something, but it has an oh, M, God. and, you know, I'm Mike, so it, it oh. kind of works. Plus, Mountain it's one of those new age ones. Do, do the do? do. Is that uh, Mountain Dew? Or you should get a check for that. I yeah. need it for you guys waking me up early and making me prep for this. Oh, so. come on. It's not early. You don't well, have I to do any prep for up us, in the middle man. of the night. Who's, well, the, <laughs> it's not that early. But, that, hey, find yourself a Christmas gift. Come on. you got to go family first, Mike. You know right. That. You know that. All right. Let's start. We have to start <laughs> with what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. You probably had the best uh, immediate reaction because you were able to get Boston Scott. And obviously the organization, the team was unhappy about what the NFL did, what they felt they had to do. Now you've taken a step back over the weekend. Still, what's your thought process? What have the Eagles calmed down? What, what is their, their current mindset as we get closer to, to game nights in the Washington football team? Well, you know, I, I I was just thinking about this while you were while you were asking the question, but this really seems like a time when having Nick Sirianni as a head coach really is effective, just because of his constant energy. Um, they're not going to lose sight of this game, right? Like <laughs> I I think I, I wrote the other day that a trap game kind of goes out the window when you're as furious as they are with this situation. Um, but look, I I, I think it, it's objectively a screw job like that's what it is between for three teams it's not just the eagles the seahawks who you just saw put six players on the covid list um the raiders who were preparing to leave for cleveland when they got the message and look the nfl didn't work with any of these three teams they weren't like hey you know if we're going to move this would you prefer this or this i can tell you based on my reporting that players are finding out after they left the building, obviously Fridays are typically quicker days, but the team, whoop, sorry. Sorry. I don't want to get on Colin Cowherd's like not be a QB list. Um, <laughs> the, the team didn't find out, didn't get full confirmation until after a bunch of national outlets reported it. So they're not happy with the way this was handled. Players are furious. Yes. They all want paychecks. Yes. The NFLPA's biggest job is to get them paychecks. But I don't understand why any of these teams would have had to forfeit, given the plan ahead rules that they did with the practice squad, with with all these other, you know, non-obstacles they put in the way from from a from a pure like on the field standpoint. Now, they have said multiple times that they will not change games or delay games for a a competitive advantage standpoint. Okay, cool. Well, that's kind of what this seems like when you see Washington have 
I think it's now seven guys come back within the last 24 hours. Um, then you're also looking at the fact that they they did threaten forfeit. They, that was never going to happen. John, I'm completely with you. That was never going to happen. But to then do a complete 180 um, and then 24 hours later agree on new protocols just seems like they wanted to buy themselves time as opposed to, you know, the protect their players or prolong this um, ability to have a bunch of Washington players return. And I think for three teams, they're undoubtedly getting, you know, the short end of the stick. And this was preventable, really. I, I, I still don't understand why this game needed to be moved. Now, if you said to yourself, well, the Raiders-Browns game definitely needed to be moved because of the, the numbers and because you, the Raiders are traveling to Cleveland, where that's where the locker room is that's uh, being greatly affected. And you needed to move that one game, but to save face, you had to move two other games that have high COVID numbers. Then I understand the logic there from the league standpoint, but still it's, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. And it does kind of seem like JC Treader, who runs the NFLPA should have recused himself from any sort of negotiation. Yeah. JC's not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> no chance, though. no shot. He worked hard to become the union yeah. president. Okay, he's going but, to take the advantage of it where he can. No, he and definitely he took advantage. Look, and I, I don't want to allege a conspiracy theory, but when you've gotten done a solid, you're more inclined to listen to uh, the person who did you the solids, you know, negotiations the next time around. We saw very quickly how the NFL was able to, uh, clear a new protocol list. Uh, yes, tremendous. Funny how happen. science and data works out with timing. Funny how that works. Yeah, but. right. But that's my thing. It, it rings disingenuous to both the fan base and to the players who are getting, um, you know, the short end of the stick. And I think if you're the three teams that did get that short end of the stick, I, I do think you need to say something to the league. I do think there needs to be some sort of, adjustment whether that's maybe getting two extra training camp practices in the summer doing like, i don't know what you what the solution is but i do think that I, I think a lot of people for for the markets that that were that were given a solid in washington los angeles and cleveland they're all saying well why is everybody whining they would do the same thing for the other teams folks are the eagles aren't upset about having to play Washington on Tuesday, really, as much as they are upset that they have a, sh a five-game turnaround to then play another division rival who's going to have plenty of rest in the midst of a playoff push. Um, that's a problem for them. And I, they're going to play three games in 13 days, and that's just not a recipe for success. Oh, and by the way, they've got 16 days in between games, which means they've got to get themselves back up to that level, too, with contact and then go immediately into this gauntlet. So I think that's the major concern. I, I don't think they care about playing Washington full tilt. I think they, they view themselves as equal or better than Washington. I think it's more of the, hey, look, you, if for the name of, of safety and health, you're having, having them play <laughs> three games in Well, in maybe the, the tweak, Mike, was Jake Fromm. That was the... Uh... That was the, that was the break that the uh, yeah. NFL gave the Eagles. No, in all seriousness, no, because where where you and I differ, I, it's not optimal for the Eagles. Sorry, Jody, I know it's your turn, but I just want to get this follow up. 
So from the NFL's perspective, and I look, I think people differentiate my thought process. I know the NFL doesn't do anything for altruistic measures. They're trying to finish this season. Forget about the NFL. Look at what's going on in the NBA, NHL, society as a whole with these numbers spiking with completely healthy asymptomatic uh, players. They did it for greed, as they always do. But I think they got it right for once to be proactive. This is where society is going. This is where the NBA will go, the NHL will go, or you're not going to finish the season. So if they didn't do this, what do they do? Well, what does two days make a difference? Like, that's my point. Like, I'm all for, pro, uh, you know. Uh... Because the, the, the games weren't, they were buying the time. You're right, Mike. They were buying so time to get the this union to get the union to agree to the new protocols. And I get that, but then why not just do it after this weekend? That's what you're doing anyway. Very true. Uh, well, they they could have waited and they could have yeah. screwed. The Eagles got screwed. Yeah. They had their choice. They could have screwed Washington, Cleveland, or Los Angeles. They choose, chose instead to screw Seattle, um, yeah. the Raiders, and the Eagles. Somebody's going to get screwed cool. either cool. way if they implemented the stuff in time to have it affect these games. Or you're right, they could have waited till uh, played all the games this weekend, waited till after the Monday night game tonight, go, all right, here are the new rules. And then they would have had them going forward. They they thought it was more fair to everyone across the league, and they knew they couldn't be perfect with it. Somebody was going to get screwed. They thought it was more fair to do it in the timeline that they did it. Well, and what's interesting here is, right, and in talking to Eagles players, like – They've done all the right protocols. They put six players total, as of yesterday, on the COVID list. Six players. Yeah, sorry. Um, like, that's remarkable. They have really done a very good job, and they feel like they're being punished for doing all the right things. I'm not saying, like, Washington could have avoided some of this stuff. I'm sure they could have. Um, but... Like, what type of message does that send? Like, John and I were talking the other day, and he he said it would be it would be two faced to punish Washington for for doing all the right things and then and having this stuff, right, John? Am I, I don't want to yeah. you incorrectly. No, yeah. Well, isn't it hypocritical to to punish the one team that is doing a very good job of maintaining all these protocols and not? Well, I guess and that's what, and I'll lean on Dr. Sills for my answer to that because he's the one. Look, I, I think it's, it's, I get why the Eagles say that because it hasn't happened to them yet. And I think it's natural to say we've been doing all the right things. The league's belief, and again, you know, we know the background of this league, but more Dr. Sills' belief is it's hitting everybody. Sure. It's 70. It's 70% more contagious. Uh, it's not about someone adhering to the protocols and someone not adhering to the protocols. I think the NFL proved with Denver last year, if they have evidence that teams are not doing the right things, they will say, screw you, go play. They, 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 they did that with the Broncos in the quarterback situation. Um, so from their processes, it's coming. And it's going to hit the Eagles, even if they continue. Landon Dickerson, did he stop doing the right things? No. No, I, and, and that's I, a fair I, point. I, but yeah. again, what does two days do? Other than your negotiations, which could have gone through next week anyway. 
they move the Cleveland game. Suddenly, this becomes a quick turnaround for. Well, for... and that's where I think the J.C. Treader part comes in. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm fully on your board with J.C. taking advantage of his position to help his team a little bit. Which, so in, in, in that from that thought process, the Eagles got caught up in circumstance. Look, my argument: the Eagles. It's not optimal for the Eagles. They caught up the. They got caught up in circumstance. There's no attempt to screw the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no attempt to to make things more difficult for the Philadelphia Eagles. They just got caught up in a difficult circumstance. And why not have them play earlier in the day? Why not have them play on a Monday? Why, like, I, like to me, Tuesday was just it, it, Tuesday night. Okay, so there've been comparisons to last year where teams got moved to Monday. Tuesday night is a completely different situation than a Monday night. Also, it's a completely different situation than coming off a Thursday night football game and then having to play, you know, the next Sunday, right? Or playing Sunday and then having to go to Thursday. Because normally you're not a night game the Sunday before a Thursday Mm -hmm. game. These guys are getting home at like 2 or 3 in the morning. And then they got to rest the next day on a Wednesday. And then they've got two days to practice. So Thursday, you're probably going to do a walkthrough. Friday, you're probably going to do a walkthrough. And then Saturday, you're still hurting probably from Tuesday. So then you've got to go into Sunday. And it's like, th- that's the difference to me. Like, I, I, I think I think a lot of people are missing the mark here with what this does for, not you guys, but I mean, outside commentators in other markets, like Seattle – Cleveland or sorry Seattle Las Vegas and Philadelphia are really going to have a quick turnaround and it's not there are going to be guys that are going to get injured oh and by the way the quarterback has a high ankle sprain and if he plays on on Tuesday and bangs that up he's definitely not going to be available for the next week true but uh I'll just say this I'd be okay with uh the Washington football team and the Giants game uh being played it's a doubleheader Take about an hour in between and then get ready to go out and take on the Giants. And if you can't beat the Giants with revenge and Jeff Fromm at the helm, shame on you. You don't deserve to win. You don't deserve to make the playoffs. Uh, but you did reference Jalen Hurts. Macman said earlier, certainly uh, upper side of 50%. Did you give me an exact number, 80 or 85? Yeah, I went 75. 75. All right. What's your number to Jalen Hurts with the extra 50-some-odd hours by the Retiming of this week's game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback for the Eagles come Tuesday night. 80. Right what would, it, what would it have been at Sunday at one? 60. Okay, that's I was a pretty at 50, good move. 50, uh, so Mike's a little bit higher, but same range. I, I was a little bit concerned Friday just watching Jalen stretch because he wasn't going side to side again, but the full practices was an indication that he was headed in a positive direction. Jody brought up an interesting point. I want, I want to get your thought on this, Mike. If he wasn't playing, if they were going to Gardner Minshew in, in, in another game, you don't think the Eagles would dress Jalen Hurts do you? As, as an emergency option? Either he's ready to go or he's not dressing, or do you think that would be a potential possibility? I send, I think that would send a wrong message to the locker room. Uh, and I think it would send a wrong message to uh, to Minshew, frankly. 
um, that's putting you ahead of Jalen Hurts on the depth chart. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think that that's the right move. I think, I think even from a competitive advantage standpoint, like, yeah, Minshew could get injured on the fifth play of the game, but like, if that happens, you're probably running the football the entire way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just like either he's ready to play or he's not. Um, the the way you solve that is you play Jalen Hurts, and if he suffers an injury, you immediately put Gardner Minshew in. All right, See, but there's there's two spinoffs there that I sorry I disagree with both of you guys. Um, if Reed Zinnett is forced into the game and you lose, how much do you open yourself up for second guessing? Because Jalen Hurts leading into the Jet game the Wednesday before said, oh, I'm playing. That was now like 21 days ago that he said he was playing in the game coming up that Sunday. So he's going to be honest when asked, were you capable of playing? And if he says, I could have gone, well, then everybody in the, and his brother's going to start second guessing the Eagles for not having him active for the game. Well, and then the start him. Part, excuse me? Well, then start him. Right. Now, here comes question number two. He starts. He's not moving around all that well. He's moving okay, but he's not his 100% Jalen Urch. You know what he can do with his legs? He's not taking off. He's uh, 55% completion rate. He's not exactly moving the ball down the field. When do you pull him? When do you go to Gardner Minshew? You know you're starting him. He's not 100 but you don't know what percent he is. You can only judge that by putting him out there and judging it as he goes. How quick are you with the hook? If that's the case, if you're I mean, if he's in a really, tie game at half. Yeah. I mean, if he's not Jalen, you've got to pull him. You know, you gave him the opportunity and you have the built-in excuses saying, look, his, his ankle flared up. Like, I, I don't think this is like really that hard of a situation to figure out if you're the Eagles from PR perspective, but I also don't think Nick Sirianni really cares about that. I mean, I think he's shown in a lot of ways that that's not really, look, he knows he's going to get second guess no matter what he does. Right. Uh, we saw Harbaugh go for two uh, last night at, you know, when he didn't earlier in the game, I thought it was the right call. I thought it was a terrible play call. So look in this league, you're going to get criticized no matter what. Um, look, Tampa Bay is going to get criticized for last night getting blanked. I mean, that's just what it is. And so I think you can't go into a game thinking, Hey, well, you know, what happens if this, ha you know, you've got to think about it from an on the field perspective and they have to win this game. Don't get me wrong. They have to win this game. That's why I would start with, with Hertz. And if he's struggling, you can say, look, this was an injury situation. You're not benching them. Um, you know, and you can say, look, we went into into this game with two guys preparing. We got an extra three days. Both of them got first team reps. If Jalen doesn't play well or is, is you know, doesn't feel comfortable, we're going to move in with Gardner Minshew. And that's what you tell Fox in that production meeting. So they're prepared for it. Um, I, I think that's the right move. All right. Let's talk about the Washington football team, Mike, because they still have a ton of people on the COVID-19 list. Uh, they still don't have a quarterback. Taylor Heineke's on there. Kyle Allen's on there. They signed Garrett Gilbert. He would most likely be the starter off the New England practice squad. They have Kyle Shermer. They have St. Louis Battlehawks superstar Jordan Te'amu. Um, 
Tuesday, Sunday, Thursday, any day that ends with a Y, any way the Eagles should lose this game, no matter no. what. No. I, and you know what? Here's the thing. I think if the Giants game doesn't happen, I think there's a much larger percentage chance that they do get uh, a surprise and lose this game. They are still furious about that Giants loss. Furious. They in my talking to players. Um, awful loss. <laughs> they know that they like really can't take any I don't think they took the Giants lightly, but they know like if they're the better team, they have to beat inferior teams or banged up teams. And I think look, the strategy kind of changes now that the defensive line for Washington's back. Um, they're a pretty good run stopping team. I probably wouldn't be as run heavy as I, you know coming in as I would before they're missing their best corner in Kendall Fuller. So you can attack outside. Um, William Jackson's been up and down. I, I look, I, I think this is a situation for the Eagles where they've got to beat them with scheme, no matter who's a quarterback. And look with Quez Watkins coming back, you guys mentioned him earlier in the show. Um, they're going to have to take advantage of the fact that William Jackson is probably going to have to roam with Devonte Smith. The rest of their corners are not good. Most of them are undersized slot corners. So you're, you're, you're looking at matchups. You're looking at, at maybe using uh, Dallas Goddard in ways you probably wouldn't against other teams. The Eagles should win this game. There, there's no question in my mind that they should win this game. Will they? You know, it's hard to, to guarantee anything given what we saw against the Giants. All right, Mountain Man Mike. Let's see if your hat helps you look into your crystal ball for some statistical prediction for this game on Tuesday night. Let's say the Eagles run the ball 35 times. Now you can attribute as many as you want to Jalen Hurts taking off and running with it, as many or as few, but they're going to run it 35 times. What's the breakdown? Who totes it how many times? Jalen, Jordan Howard. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, put Kenny Gamewell in there if you want. You got to break down 35 for me. And, yeah, I'm making this up as I go along, and you're doing the same. Please do so for me. How do you break out 35 Eagle runs on Tuesday night? I'd say eight for Jalen Hurts. I would say 12 for uh, Jordan Howard. So right there, that's 20. Uh and then I'd say 13 for Miles Sanders and two for Boston Scott. So hmm. slightly Miles Sanders over Jordan Howard. Yeah, I think you you kind of you've you've seen what he can do with a bigger bulk of the work. I think so. And also remember Jalen. I mean Jordan Howard's coming off the knee injury, so you probably want to kind of test him out and see how he's doing. Is Kenny Gainwell even active? Yes, they have to. They have to put Kenny like. You've got to use all the offensive weapons you have. I'm guessing that if – so I'm guessing that if they go into this game without Landon Dickerson, um, they'll have – unless they call for a replacement, they're only going to have five inactives. I'm guessing that's Marlon Tupuapu uh, – sorry, I don't know. Tupi Pelotu. Tupi – yeah, right. That's what he said. Um, the two rookie corners who have never been active, um, maybe Josiah Scott, and then, uh, uh I mean, I guess you, you would want, and then Reed Sinet. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I just think you got to put out there because you do have a wide receiver who hasn't practiced all week. You do have two running backs who are dealing with injuries. Um, You've got to protect yourself in that regard. But, um, you know, they brought up uh, (laughs) Raven Clark from the practice squad um, and he got a deal. You've got Dillard. You've got um, with Suo Peta going to left guard. In theory, you're probably going to have Brett Toth be the um, the backup guard, um, and then you got two swing tackles, and then Herbig would would move into center if something happened with Kelsey. Yeah, that was you know Jeff Stoutman. I think at times is off there, and you know. I think he has a greenhouse in suburban uh, Philadelphia and he grows guards potentially. We're going to get a chance most likely, and who knows with the new testing protocols, but most likely Landon Dickerson is not playing. So it's going to be Sue Peta. Uh, at some point, this has got to hurt the Eagles, right? Mike? I mean, we're down. People don't even talk about Brandon Brooks anymore other than to get no information Isaac Sayamalo, Jack Driscoll, Landon Dickerson. Now we're down to Nate Herbig and, and Sua Opeta. And we're still talking about this team being run first. At, 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 at what point does it hurt? Well, after Sua Opeta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, Sua's a little bit of a, you know. It's a Tesla uh, stock. Yeah, the Tesla song. Yeah, he's a bit of a like an unknown, but I do think the position of left guard. I don't want to say left guard's the least important position on the offensive line because so that's not what I'm saying. But I do think if you had a spot start, if you had to pick a place to spot start a guy, it'd be left guard. Um, I think Jordan Mailata makes up for a lot of athleticism at left tackle. Obviously, Jason Kelsey's Jason Kelsey. I think with right guard, you know, if you're going to anchor your running game, you want a bigger guy, and that's what Nate Herbig is. So, um, and also, I didn't think Jack Driscoll was particularly good as a run blocker. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think Opeta is going to have some some growing pains. I don't think it'll look perfect out there, but I think if you look at the way that they've been handled, I mean, like Opeta is not just like coming off the street. He's been here for three years. He knows exactly, he knows his blocking scheme very, very well. He knows what Stalin preaches very, very well. He's a former tackle in college. Like he, he, he's got athleticism. He can get out in space. I think, I think they'll be fine here. Now I think when you get down to the Jack Andersons and the, you know, Andre Dillard moving in to a new position or, um, or Raven Clark moving into a new position, or Brett Toth playing center, you know, I, I think that's when you're, that's when you're, you're going to be hurt. But I think for right now, they can go a game with Suo Peta. All right, Michael, there's enough analytical evidence to back up the statement I'm going to make that the Eagles defense coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, gets more aggressive the lesser the quarterback they're playing against is, that he will blitz a little bit more and play a little bit more press coverage. If those are the two things that you usually use to describe aggressive defensive nature, the less of the quarterback, the more aggressive the DC is. Is there, how big a difference is it between the four guys who could actually start in this game for the Washington Redskins with Taylor Heineke being on the top of the, the mantle and take your choice of either Shermer or uh, Gail Gilbert, who's been there for about 20 minutes, jumping in and starting for the Saints. 
Does it matter this week, or should we be expecting a Jonathan Gannon aggressive defense? Because none of the Reds, none of the Washington football team quarterbacks strike the fear of God in anyone's hearts. No, and and, and Heineke and, and Allen, who are their top two quarterbacks, do throw interceptions. They do. I'm a Heineke truther from his draft class. I, I'm a big fan of his. I like his movement in the pocket. Um, the issue with blitzing Heineke is Heineke can move. Um, Kyle Allen's got a little bit of pocket mobility, but he's not going to run away from you. I think they blitz a lot if Kyle Allen's the guy. Um Kyle Shermer has never played a regular season game. They will blitz the hell out of him. Uh, Garrett Gilbert's been in the, the offense for like six days. And he has a background with the, the offensive coordinator. So there is some some knowledge. But And he's been around the league. He know, He's seen some stuff, especially in the preseason. But I, I, I think Heineke is maybe the only guy that doesn't fit that strategy. And even then, I think he still does, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think you, you've got to be aggressive here. I think you do need to, to blitz a lot. I think Avante Maddox, I think the, the absence of Logan Thomas is a huge deal. I think that frees up your safeties to blitz and your corners to blitz a little bit more. Uh, Terry McLaurin's coming off a concussion. Um, outside of him, I wouldn't be that concerned at wide receiver, especially if Curtis Samuel is still going to miss the game with a hamstring injury. Um, Adam Humphreys is interesting in the slot, but it's not like he's a guy who's going to pick up yards after the catch. So I do think you're going to have the ability to blitz. I think you are going to have the ability to press. I think Slay is going to travel with McLaurin. He looks forward to that. Excuse me, that matchup. Um, and look, I, I think if you trust Steven Nelson to cover one-on-one, which against these wide receivers, I would, um, you feel good about blitzing and you feel good about press. Not press, Taylor, but press. <laughs> uh, nicely done, Mike. I was going to ask you about the Saints upsetting the Bucks, complicating the playoff picture in the NFC, but I have a finite amount of time, so I have to get to the important stuff. Best uh, hour of wrestling TV in human history, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page. Yes or no? Remember, Tony Khan is listening, so... He will probably be angered if you say no. No. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, but I like to me, an hour wrestling match is like overkill. Like you're doing a lot of. It's tough in this short attention span culture. Well, you're doing a lot of breather, breather holds, right? You're doing a lot of rest holds. So it's like 20 minutes of the match is rest holds. Um, my favorite hour of wrestling is, is probably the, the Ric Flair sting draw. There we uh, go. From the class of the champions, the first class of the champions. Yeah. That's, I'm a huge sting fan. So, uh, like that was when wrestling to me was still wrestling. Now it's wrestling entertainment. I know that Tony's trying to, to bring it back, but, um, I don't know. I don't like. I I think Adam Page is a very talented wrestler. He is nowhere near the level that no. is, and he's not a that, needle mover. And right. It's the shirt, the Roman Reigns needle mover shirt. Have you seen it? Or are you going to buy it? But I'll get it for you for Christmas. All right, you got to get it for me. Uh, it set the internet wrestling community on its you know what, uh, because it, it's a great shirt. By the way, check it out when you get a chance. But um, Tony Khan, because I got this and you know, and you used to work in Jacksonville, 
anything to do with Urban Meyer hiring. I say no, not Tony's fault. Wrestling fans want to blame Tony, at least from one side. Not his fault. Am I correct in saying that? Wait, hold on, Jody. So what's your opinion on this before I give you mine? Oh, Chad, it's his father's fault. Yeah. You going to blame him for Urban Meyer? No, Chad made the call. 100%. Listen, he's more caught up in the wrestling. Does does he even, can he name seven Jacksonville Jaguars? (laughs) I don't know that Tony Khan can do that right now. He can yes. name you everybody on that roster. He is a he's a, he's a nerd, the personnel nerd. Yeah, he's he loves it. Uh, I've heard that he used to take uh, like statistical binders to bars. Like he he's very much into it. Like he is always working. That dude, like you know, like the the, the saying, uh, "I'll sleep when I die." Uh, he is definitely into that mantra. He's look. Here's the thing. I think there's like this weird thing with Tony because I know he's a fan he wears his heart on his sleeve sort of um I think he's a brilliant man I think I know a lot of people talk about him having his dad's money and using it and whatever but he's really utilized it I think what he's doing with AEW is very smart and I think he is a very smart businessman that said I do not think that he was a final say here and knowing Tony the way I do I don't want to put words in his mouth I don't want to speculate but I would probably guess that he was more willing to move on from urban much sooner than his father was. So look, I I think they knew very early on is my guess that this was not going to work out. And I think, you know, you can, you can speculate as to when a decision was made and you can say whatever you want about Chad Khan as an owner, but he's in my experience, just in my experience, I can't speak great is very good with employees. And so when a guy gets publicly, you know, publicly comes out and says that he was kicked, I think that's got to be the last straw or the kicker as it were. Um, and look, I, look, I, I think Tony is very caught up with his toys and wrestling and that, and that that's good because that's what he's very, very that's good. What at. He loves. Yeah. What he you, loves. Do you, you got to do what you love. Right. All right. We're running out of time. I need to bring back this back to the seriousness <laughs> of football. What was the greatest play in the national football league yesterday? Huh? I got to think about that. All right. I won't even let make you think about it. I'll tell you what it was. Malcolm Jenkins pulling wow. down Gronkowski shorts. You can't grab the tights. You can't go there. He got a chunk of Gronkowski and tried to pull his pants off him right in the middle of the field. What kind of a wrestling move was that? You got to Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Gold dust. And he was wearing gold. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) Cut him some slack because he was wearing gold. Uh, Michael, thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure whenever we get you on. Um, Keep your distance from McMullen on Tuesday night when you have to go into the press box. I, I wouldn't want to sit next to him if I were you, but if you wear that hat, you might be okay. No, Thanks I'll just for... call him and yell at him. It's all right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Mike. We'll have you on Thanks, again Mike. in a couple of weeks. Thanks, buddy. Michael K from NJ.com here with us on Birds 365. All right, we're running late. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on the show. We always do here on Birds 365. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, guys, here on Birds 365. Thank you, Michael K., for hopping aboard. Do us a favor. Before we wrap this show, like us, follow us, subscribe Like, share, to us. subscribe, yeah. Yeah, uh, get it done before the show comes and goes. Come on. Yeah, you, you know you love us. Uh, not everybody does. Big Al can't stand me. He says I yell too much. But that's okay. I apologize. They love Big Mike Al. K., so we get people like Mike K. on. That, yeah, that's part of the charm. Um all right, John McMullen. So 22 hours before another Birds 365, what are you going to do with your life for the next 22 hours? No media availability. Um, you're waiting on an email to find out if you are going to have to test again this week. They'll test you when you show up at the uh, stadium tomorrow. You know that. They'll get a rapid test. But when are you going to test thereafter for the game, which, oh, blink of an eye, it's going to be here on Sunday versus the Giants. What do you got planned for the next 24 yeah, I, got, I got to go I, on WIP after Monday Night Football tonight. I know that. Ooh, Anything Monday else you got to do that, over the next 24 That's going to be a long day. Yeah, I got to write. I got to figure out a way how to write a preview for this game, not knowing who's going to play in the game. It's been very difficult. So I was thinking about what am I going to do if the game was Sunday? So I had a little bit of a respite from it, and I'm still – here we are. I'm still trying to figure out what to say about the Washington football team because I don't know who the hell is going to play. 
like everybody else. Don't know who's going to play. We'll have to wait till tomorrow to find out. That's the good news. 22 hours from now, we'll have a better grasp. But that isn't even an assuredness that we'll know exactly who's playing. That you're going to have to wait for kickoff on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. We will be back here in 22 hours. That's a promise. uh, J-Mac, have fun writing. Have fun getting emails. Maybe uh, you get a little uh, shopping in for Christmas. You all done yet? Um, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, one of these days, I'm going to have to truck out like one of those knuckleheads that goes out to a brick and mortar store. No. Because I wait. Why even too late. It's too late. I, Amazon will have it to you. I'll tell you a quick story. I know we got to go. Um, we went to... Uh, my wife's niece's house with their twins that are 19 months old on Saturday because Santa Claus came by on the uh, Christmas uh, fire truck. And it was fun. We had a real nice time. My my, uh, niece suggested something for my wife to get that she had in her house that my wife could get for my daughter for Christmas. This was three o'clock on Saturday. It was delivered to the house by 1 p.m. yesterday. Less than 24 hours later, Amazon had made the delivery of my, what my wife had ordered. All right. It's amazing I'm have how to, fast they yeah. can turn this stuff around. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to take time out. So that's you just talked me into it. That's what I'm gonna do the rest of this morning. Then I got to get to work. Get on I the gotta, computer. Do do a little uh, hour and a half of shopping. Uh, just make sure that the wife isn't around to open up every Amazon package. Don't don't open anything that says John McMullen on it. That could be for you. Oh, yeah. No, she has committed so many federal offenses. It's not, I could have her in prison at any moment. <coughs> Anything that, that my says that ripped open. What is this? Ripped uh, open. On that note, uh, it's a good time for us to get out. We will be back in 22 hours. Keep it here on the Jacob Media Channel all day. Middle coming up. The Cilio Show coming up. Before you know it, we'll be back with you tomorrow right here on Birds 365. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.